If Christ did not rise from the dead, our faith is in vain. St. Paul very concisely helps us to understand. If Christ did not rise from the dead, we are, he says, the most pitiable people of all. We're fools. And as Mr. T said, he pities the fool. And consciously, brothers and sisters, we could be pitied if it was a lie. But the world doesn't tend to have pity for fools. The world tends to destroy fools. Yet somehow, 2,000 years later, the world has not managed to destroy Christians. Efforts are made on a regular basis. But the foolishness of the cross, the wisdom of the resurrection, this is the source of all hope. Whether we realize it or not, by coming to Mass on a weekly basis, we reaffirm that hope that sustained the early Christian church as it was persecuted and its members were torn apart. Like this past Thursday as you celebrated romantic love on the feast day of a priest who got his head chopped off. St. Valentine, priest and martyr, pray for us. But our hope is pitiable and in vain if it doesn't make a difference in our lives. Not because that rejects the fact of Christ's resurrection. No, it's pitiable because that amazing news, that good news, has not actually made a difference to each of us. It's seen only as a historical fact and nothing more. But if our hope is real and it's in Christ and not some version of Christ that we want to conform to our life, but rather we conform ourselves to him who calls us to deny ourselves and follow him to take up our cross, we can live with well-founded hope that we will be with him for eternal life. But as we hear in the first reading today from the prophet Jeremiah, The world, and we are part of that world, does not have anything but lava waste and salt to offer you. The attraction to the world is very obvious. We all live in it and we all exist because of the air we breathe, the food we eat, The relationships we have, the jobs we may have, the homes we live in, these are all things in the world. Yet we also know that in the blink of an eye, these things can be gone. And if we live day to day without any hope of eternal life, then we understand that there's really no point in putting any trust in anyone on earth. And that's what Jeremiah reminds us. 
Cursed is the one who trusts in human beings, who seek his strength in flesh, whose heart turns away from the Lord. You see, if our hope is only in the world around us and the things that are passing and the people who are passing, we will always be left wanting more. But our Lord, because he knows the prophet Jeremiah, he even kind of refers to him in today's gospel, our Lord knows the antidote to this undue attachment to the world. And it's what we call in Matthew's Gospel, the Beatitudes or the Sermon on the Mount. Blessed are you poor, for the kingdom of God is yours. This makes no sense to the world. Yet to a people filled with hope, poverty is not a curse. Poverty is a passing phase of life on earth. Blessed are you who are now hungry, for you will be satisfied. Real hunger pains are terribly difficult to deal with. But our Lord's not referring here to hunger in this world. No, he's talking about a hunger for God. That if you hunger for God now, if you feel those pains of not knowing him fully, you will be satisfied because instead of focusing on this world, you will be focused on God. And you will live your life for him. And the list goes on. And our Lord reminds us when he turns and says, Woe to you who are rich, for you have received your consolation. Our Lord is simply reminding us that our attachments cannot be in this world. He's not condemning wealth. No, our Lord does not condemn wealth. He acknowledges that it can be a great barrier to somebody attaching themselves fully to him and to hope in eternal life. Because when you have wealth, you can tend to favor the pleasures of this world. But that doesn't mean you can't go to heaven. It just means it's a little harder. And recognizing that we're talking about a very simple statement of our Lord that we need to deny ourselves and follow him. That is, we need to be detached from things of this world and follow him. means we need to be attached to him. As Catholics, we have a real good sense of what we need to not do, right? We've got those commandments. We've got that guilty conscience. We have to go to confession, all the things that we should, should not do that we do. But the point of all of that is not so that you can continue to grow in self-denial, because self-denial will help you. The point of all that is so that you can grow in attachment to God, so you detach from the world and its pleasures, so that your heart can attach to God, and a life lived in His grace. And when we do that, it's not like it's roses and sunshine all the time. No, it's going to still be hard. The 21 Coptic martyrs who were murdered in Egypt some year, two years ago. Those men, there was nothing easy about the fact that they lost their lives in a visceral act of violence. But their hope had nothing to do with this passing world. And had everything to do with the eternal love of Jesus Christ. And so, dear brothers and sisters, as we prepare, it's only a few weeks away now, thanks be to God, Lent's coming. It's my favorite season of the year. 
we'll start to work on detachment even within the church itself. You'll notice in a few weeks we'll have less music, less instruments, more silence. There will be less and less of us and more and more of God. Because He is why we are here. To worship Him and to receive the grace of being His children and living in His freedom. And we'll go through the time of mortification where we deny ourselves food and drink and our fasts. We deny ourselves the frequency with which we put inordinate amounts of sugar into our body and things like that. But in all of that, it's not so that we can say, look at all the good that I've done and to deny myself. It's to say with a humility, Lord, I want to be truly attached to you and to nothing else. So in these few weeks as we prepare for Lent and we think about what we will be giving up, I want to encourage you to not really think about what you're giving up. Think about who you're coming towards. Who you grow near to in your attachment to God. And not what you are detached from in the world. There's a great saint I can't remember which one, to be honest. He's a great saint who spoke of the need for attachment. And he said, attachment to the heart of Christ is the greatest joy. And to lose that attachment for the world, that's the greatest sadness.